0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by co-founder of CrossNet, Chris Mead. Chris and his co-founders found a way to integrate the classic game of volleyball into a four-way net. Hello, and thank you for joining the Starting Small podcast. Today, I'm joined by founder of CrossNet, Chris Mead. Hey, thanks so much for joining the podcast with me today. Yeah, man. appreciate you having me on. Thank you. For sure. So I read a little bit about your schooling. So you went to a university to pursue film and yeah. I kind of I was wondering what was that for <laughs> that
1: was for film yeah I grew up, okay. up I grew up in a small farm town in Connecticut uh, you could think like maybe 100 kids in the grade, and super small and uh, always try to get out of that small farm town And I thought the coolest thing would be to come like a, a Hollywood movie director right so yeah went to school for film <laughs> and I've always had a passion for like scary movies and yeah. I always, I always was like, man, I could be a really good scary movie director because I just love scary movies. Like, and there's only a few if you actually like look into the industry. There's yep. only a few directors that actually like dominate the industry, and the rest are just pretty crap. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like I could actually become a horror movie director. So I went to school, uh, paid a uh, way too much money on a film degree that I ended Oof. up not using. And uh, but yeah, so I went to school. I got I got a good. Good college education, met a lot of good connections, uh, and that's kind of how I got introduced to the world of e-commerce. But uh, yeah, I went to school for film, worked at HBO for a little bit uh, post grad, and uh, okay. realized it just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, so after that, what kind of like positions would you work in with within the film industry?
1: I was just on the I was a set production assistant for the show Girls on HBO. Okay. Uh, so I was literally just working like 12, 14 hours a day, running around the set, oh, making, making like $12 an hour with like a $50,000 <laughs> loan payment. So it was oh, like, man, yeah, it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Also living in Manhattan is super expensive. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it just really didn't make a lot of financial sense that I wasn't able to stay afloat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they offered me back for the the next season of the show, and I said, "Absolutely not, not going to happen." Sorry. Uh, <laughs> was that
0: just one season?
1: Yeah, it was just one season. Uh, I got okay. my name got my name in the credits. Like growing up, I was like, "Oh, i would be so sick to just have my name in the credits and post it over Instagram." Like
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that, that was that was the goal, and I, I got that off the bucket list, which was cool. Nice. Uh, but, but then I realized, just like it wasn't it wasn't for me. I was waking up at four in the morning. Uh, taking the subway into Chinatown, working until nine o'clock at night and then doing it five days a week. It was just, it was really miserable. It's a lot. Yeah. Kudos to anybody who, who can do it and survive on it. And uh, I'm sure it's worth worth the reward when you end up becoming the actual director. But for me it was five or six years away and I didn't see it making financial sense. So yeah, uh, I pivoted into a media buying job. Okay. Uh, It was like my first uh, I guess real corporate America job in Stanford, Connecticut, and I was just like buying commercials, buying television ads, uh, super corporate buttoned up. I remember I got an email from my boss one day saying, Chris, I just saw you. Uh, the back left of your shirt was partly untucked. Can you please tuck it back in? <laughs> and I was just like, dude, get me the hell out of here.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, that job was rough. But yeah. When, that was, when, when was that? That was uh, 2015. Okay. Yeah, 2015. So that was my first like real job out of school. So I did that for a year. And then I got like a a good sales job in New York at a company called Contently, which is like a tech uh, software service as a software as a service company.
0: Okay. So is this when you started to pay off your student loans or?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was starting to pay off my loans a little bit there. Uh, And so I was there for like a year and a half. It's a cool company. Got a lot of like good sales experience. Uh, And it's kind of sweet because that company, there's been a lot of people who've left working there and have started their own businesses and have been like super successful. So it was kind of cool like looking back at the time of the room of like the twenty of us on the sales team. And the majority of us have either gone on to start our own businesses that are all super successful or are, like really high up in the sales world at like really prestigious, like good companies. So it's
0: kind of sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So after this, I read something about Uber. Yeah. And this is like right around the development of Uber. So how did you get a part of that?
1: Um so Uber Eats was just starting up in New York and Boston and Rhode Island. And I literally just sent my resume. And oh, so first I got laid off. I got laid off at the Contently job. So I was like, job. <laughs> I didn't have a job for like three months. I was like trying to throw applications everywhere.
0: Oh man. And
1: Uber, I, I applied to Uber like anonymously on LinkedIn and they randomly hit me back up. And and like, I'm, I'm a small farm town kid. I don't have any of these crazy connections. I don't know anybody who works at a fortune 500 company, nor even knows what a fortune 500 company is I'm from the
0: Midwest as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you know how it is. So yeah, for sure. I threw my application in randomly and they hit me back up and I was like, oh, this is crazy. I just remember like shaking like, oh man, Uber actually hit me up of all people. And uh, yeah, I took a job there to be their first uh, account executive. So the person, person like forming connections with restaurants and general managers and stuff. And it was a dope, it was a great job. I absolutely loved Uber. Um, awesome to get like Uber perks, like Uber Eats credits. It, it was sweet. And I learned a lot that, about, cool. yeah, I learned about, a lot about sales, but also just like, it was nice being in a community and in a in a job where they just trusted you to get the work done. They were only hiring the smartest people possible. Yeah. And if you didn't get your work done, like you weren't going to be there for a long time. Yeah. But, but we had a lot of like, it was just, it was a nice laid back job. But it also was like, Hard goals that, that kept you motivated. So sure. it was cool, cool working there. Uh, but right about that time, I had gone home to Connecticut and okay. uh, met up with my brother and our childhood friend. And that's when the idea of CrossNet was born. So I was working in the city. Uh, my lease was just about to be up. And we all just had this crazy idea. And at that point, I was like bouncing job to job, it seemed like. <laughs> it just like, oh, I'd go to this job, get an extra 20 grand, go to this job, get an extra 20 grand. I was like, how yeah. long am I just going to keep bouncing around jobs for? Is that like, is that what's going to be the rest of my life? Yeah. And we had this cool idea for the four-way volleyball net. And I was like, all right, like there's no better time. we were sitting in a hot tub, I remember, in Rhode Island during the summer. And all of us were just kind of just going through the motions of life. Yeah. Uh, some of us had just broken up with our girlfriends. Some of our rents were just like, people just didn't have money for rent. We're like, screw it. Let's just move to Miami. Let's move <laughs> to Miami in, in two weeks. Yeah. So we literally picked up, uh, we our not broke leases, our leases expired. And, uh, we moved to Miami within two weeks of that conversation That's in the amazing. hot tub. What, what year was yeah. this? This was 2017. Okay. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Uh, 2017. And then we moved to Miami. I worked at Uber like part-time, not part-time. I worked for Uber for six months, uh, remotely, and then, I mean, it kind of felt part time, right? Like everything, all my other passion was into cross. And every second yeah. I got a, like away from the business, it was all CrossNet. And then I stepped away and started working full time on CrossNet in 2018.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So from the beginning of CrossNet, you guys are your brother and your friend. You're gathered together. So how has the idea evolved? So who, who came up with it? And then what did you guys do to kind of pursue it with a little bit more passion?
1: Yeah. So the f- first thing was just like thinking up of things that we could create and kind of change our lives. And a four-way volleyball net was written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> so the next day we went and like, we got to like tennis net, tennis, uh, sorry, excuse me, not tennis, volleyball, volleyball nets over at Walmart. And we rigged them up together, had our friends all come over and we played for like six hours in the backyard. Wow. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. And we kind of looked at each other are like, we're not playing this anymore because we are trying to make a company. We're playing this because it's actually fun. Yeah. And we would be doing this regardless in our small town in Connecticut. Uh, so then we started manufacturing it. We kind of pooled all our money together to, to make some prototypes and to get the, that original like 50 units. And then we just started going to the beach. Like I said, we moved to Miami, we'd go to the beach, we'd set it up and people would just flock to it. They'd ask us what it is, can they play? Uh, and then all of a sudden we'd start out just us playing it and people would watch us set it up being like, what are these guys doing? At
0: this time, is this the prototype that you guys created or is this like a finished yeah. product?
1: Yeah, this is the prototype. Okay. And then we, we'd also have like 25, like sooner than we, we, we got some inventory in and we'd like be slinging them from our car. Yeah. And, and then people would start coming up to us and start asking to play and we would just end up not even being able to play our own game. I remember we had to set up two cross sets one time because we still wanted to play. You know, we were bored yeah. at the beach. We wanted to play, and then we let all the tourists just play on other net.
0: So that's amazing. It was,
1: yeah, it was cool. And that's how we got our first UGC. That's how we got our first content. Okay. Uh, and, and the, that film school, right? That film school yeah. still played a, a hand in that because I'm, I still shoot a lot of our videos. I still shoot a lot of our photography. So almost all the stuff you see on the site was done by me.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so your brother and friend—kind of what roles do you guys play within the company? So you're doing the film role, and then someone's an engineer on the side. I saw that. Yeah, so what yeah. So
1: whatever. Yeah, I'm not really doing much. I mean, I do the film and photography just because, like, I just happen to be good on it. Yeah. And we're super like frugal still sure. to this day. Uh, but no, I build the uh, the Shopify website. I do all the e-commerce, all the sales, the wholesaling. Uh, build all the the press and the PR connections. So I'm kind of like the the face of the company these days, I guess, and building those wholesale retail connections. Uh, My brother is the CEO of the company, deals with all the legal and also does all the social and paid media. Okay. And then Mike is the engineer. Uh, He works with all of our manufacturers and also the COO of the company. Gotcha. Making sure all the orders are going out every day.
0: Sweet. So the funding on that side, how did you guys fund this? From the beginning and you guys just thought, wow, this can actually be something. And you guys started investing into it. And it's just out of your own bank accounts, I saw. Is that correct?
1: Oh, that's 100% correct. I literally, Greg, Greg and Mike had some money. Um, I was kind of living paycheck to paycheck with my student loans. So I pulled my 401k. I remember I pulled like three grand out. Jeez. And we all just pulled the money together. And we're like, hey, we have like 20 grand now. And uh, that was enough to get like our first 50 nets. So we got our first okay. 50 nets and we just like we sold them. And then we, then we used that money to buy 100. And then we used wow. that money to buy 250. Jeez. And then we used that money to buy 500. And now we're buying 25,000 at a time three years later. That's
0: amazing. Okay, yeah. so your your first net that you guys sold, who did that go to? Was it a family member or? You no,
1: know? Fr- I really couldn't tell. I'd have to go back to the, the data. But I think it's probably just somebody at the beach. Yeah. Somebody at the beach that uh, just either A, bought it from us right then at the spot. Or uh went home that night, like looking at, we'll, we'll get a lot of times people like Googling it while they're watching us and they order it on the spot. So yeah, probably just a beach goer.
0: Okay. So from the start, when you guys first started sales, how did you guys get the product name out there initially?
1: So it's definitely going to the beach and then we'd take the user generated content that either our customers would be making well not customers, the people at the beach would be making yeah. or that I was making. And then we'd run home and we would post it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then we would start small, like uh, literally 25 bucks a day, $50 a day on Facebook ads, uh, see a return. If we saw a return, we'd throw an extra 5 bucks into the pot. And, and we just kept growing it like
0: that. That's amazing. So at, around this time, have you guys taken advantage of any influencer type marketing? Because that's huge at this time. But the products, the products you guys are making are pretty pricey. So I yeah, can't imagine course. if you have or not.
1: Yeah, so we've taken, we've definitely tried to take some risks on influencers. The things, the the way I feel about them is they are a dime a dozen. Like, yeah, there's sure. so many out there, and it's really hard to really see predict ROI on that. I mean, there's some influencers that are obviously worth their weight in gold, but they're also going to cost you an arm and a leg. And as a small startup, you don't really have that type of money at your disposal. At least we yeah. we didn't. And then our product cost, right? Even just getting it out the door to a customer. Uh, I mean, to a, just an influencer still is going to run us 50, 60 bucks, depending on where they live. It's a 20 yeah, sure. pound product. So you take 10 risks like that. You're out 600 bucks. Hopefully <laughs> you see some type of ROI. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we did some, uh, I think the biggest one that was the most successful uh, was the Latvian volleyball team had reached out to us of all random places. Oh, wow. uh, we t- Yeah. We told them that we'd send them a net if they paid for shipping. And uh, we woke up to a video like three months later and it Good had way. like, three million views on it. It was like crazy. I remember we all like jumped on FaceTime being like, yo, what is going on? But like our, page, <laughs> our website like was going crazy. And uh, it was all from these dudes just making this crazy video that we still run ads
0: on to this day. Wow. So how were sales right after that video? Did you see a big it, jump?
1: Oh yeah, we saw a big jump. I, I remember like pacing at like two or three sales a day, which is like $450 gross. And we're like, all right, this is, this is coming along. And then the whole goal was like for all of 2019 was like, all right, let's do 10 sales a day, but we'll be in a pretty good financial spot. And then we quickly like just went from 10 to like 50 to like 500 now.
0: Wow. A day. Yeah, yeah a day. That's insane. It's wild. Okay. So within like the first year of the company being established, what were sales looking like then?
1: So the first year, 2018, sales were give or take uh, 90,000 bucks Okay. for the full year.
0: Okay. And then we're going to move later into the podcast. We'll move into what sales are looking like now because I have looked and it's like exponential. It's insane how you guys have grown this year. And I'm yeah, excited for that. Yeah. Okay. So with this net, you guys have to make sure you're locking in a specific target audience. So how are you videos and stuff for specific niches and audiences?
1: So it's all about just advertising. And it's what we've learned is the, to run different type of content for different types of end consumers. So, We used to have that one like crazy spiking video and we'd run it just on everybody. And then we realized like the mom out in Kansas doesn't want to (laughs) see that they want to see what it's going to look like when she buys it for her 12 year old and what they're going to look like when they're sloppy playing it and hitting it twice. And it hits them in the face. Like that's what they want to see. So we, we kind of like, I wouldn't say dumbed down the content, but we just made it more realistic. And the best thing about it is it's all done through UGC and having people literally send us content. We give them back five bucks on their order or 10 bucks or an Amazon gift card. And it never requires us to hire a film crew or anything. So we're not doing any drone stuff. We're it's just doing an I- iPhone thing. And it sells just the same way.
0: Wow. Okay. So for like the families, you guys are doing family type videos. And then for the younger audience, you're doing the more aggressive type videos. 100%. 100%. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, the younger people are the ones who are going to... And that, that's our biggest challenge as a company is we want to we're selling a product, but we're also selling a sport, right? We've made a brand new sport about it. So the younger generation is going to lead the sport and make it something in 10 years while the families are going to keep taking the product and buying the product.
0: So for sure. Okay. With the specs within a beach, you guys can probably spike down the poles for the net. How does it work in a yard for a family?
1: Yeah, it's the same. It's the same concept. So the the way that the poles are, so it's a four-way volleyball night. on each side. Uh, there's stakes. There's two stakes per pole. Okay. And it's just like camping, essentially. You throw this, uh, the stakes right into the gra- the grass or the sand. Uh, they're about give or take four to five inches. I kind of forget forgot the exact size. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you stake them down, and you just kind of. Pull it until you have enough tension, and then you're good to go. I just actually saw a comment from this mom on Facebook. She's had it up for over a year, and it hasn't fallen down. And they even had, like, wow. a tornado. She said a tree <laughs> fell down. So uh, I'm pretty surprised it's that stable. But, yeah, yeah. it's going it's going well.
0: It's impressive. Okay, so 2019 and into 2020, you guys start getting distribution agreements. And who are those with, and how did you guys pursue those? Yeah,
1: so we got uh... – so now we're, we're nationwide with Shields. That happened in 2019. So, like 35 stores. Wow. Um, we started selling on academy.com. I had a distributor reach out to me uh, that is now working with us for Amazon, Walmart, Target, Macy's, Wayfair, like 15 other vendors. Wow. Uh, so, that all really started popping off and making us kind of look like this real big company, which is awesome. And the, the goal, right, is to yeah, for sure. really seem like we're sold everywhere, which we are now, which is awesome. And yeah, so 2019 was great. We, we got a lot of wholesale connections. We offer them a good price that's good for us and good for them. So everybody has some skin in the game. And yeah, the sales just kind of skyrocketed from there, which was amazing. Into
0: 2020, the pandemic hits. How is this affecting your company? Because multiple companies right now are getting destroyed as you guys are using it as kind of an e-commerce just jump. And I've seen your sales just build
1: nuts because everyone's kind of bored in the house right like that song (laughs) and uh, they need something to do and i live in miami right so i don't have that backyard at my disposal yeah but when i think about the the normal united states the normal family has their own backyard or their front yard and if they're home quarantined and they're safe they're looking for stuff to do like i don't even know what week we're on right now but i know we're all bored yeah and there's just if they have something like this it's going to be a great time for them to get outside so Customers have been ordering like crazy. We've seen sales go up well over 500% since COVID started and people are just getting outside and playing. And I see some people saying, Hey, my kids have been playing for like seven hours straight or I haven't seen the kids since Tuesday. They're still out in the backyard. <laughs> so like people are loving it and it's just a great time to kind of get outside and you burn a lot of calories or you could just be as casual and turn it into a drinking game.
0: Yeah. So have you guys seen sales doing just much better since the pandemic hit? Like within the oh, past yeah, couple months? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we've already broken twenty nineteen sales in the last
0: two months. Okay, so let's move into that. So 2020 sales, what are those looking like now compared to 2019?
1: 2019 we did we ended up doing two and a half million, wow. which was pretty sweet. Uh, jump jump from ninety grand to two and a half million one in one year is pretty great. And now this year we're looking at a jump from two and a half million to well over ten million.
0: That's and that's amazing. That's huge.
1: Yeah, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but yeah. we're we're well we're we're pacing that way. I'd be uh, pretty pretty shocked if we're not sitting here at like twelve or fifteen. But yeah, let's, let's sure. fingers crossed.
0: Okay, so what do you think within your company? What do you think has been the most beneficial part that you guys have taken? Say marketing. Say mm-hmm. the development of the product, the way you guys manufacture it. What is the best thing that you guys done so far that you think has the biggest effect on your products?
1: So I think it's twofold. I think it's one that the founders between the three of us, we all have different skill sets yeah. and a lot of companies, when they form people do duplicative efforts, none of us are ever stepping on each other's toes. Like how there's times where I don't talk to them for a week, Yeah. Um, not, not really much <laughs> anymore, but like in the, in the beginning, like we all have different skill sets. Like I know nothing about engineering mm-hmm. and it goes into the the second part that I'm trying to make is that we are all brutally honest and especially I am in like the work that I do every day i'm I spend half my day looking at ways that I can improve our company in areas that like I suck in. like I'm always trying to hire for our weaknesses, yeah, and never trying to be like, Oh, I could do that. I could do that. like no, I'm trying to hire the people to do it and take take work off my plate and do a much better job than me. Like there's no reason why I should spend four hours making a a graphic design poster when I can hire somebody for an hour and they're gonna do a twenty times better job, you know, so sure. stuff
0: like that advice to like an aspiring entrepreneur currently maybe that you haven't taken place with in your company what would that be just try you just gotta
1: try otherwise you're gonna live with regret it doesn't take a lot of money unless you're building some crazy app or something like that but if you have a good idea give it a shot because you never know what's gonna happen like i think i'm gonna be sitting on a podcast with you or like being on the homepage of forbes a few months ago not at all like i'm just a kid from connecticut with a a cool four-way volleyball idea and we've just woke it up every day and we're grinding like nonstop to, to keep blowing this thing out of the water. So you never know what's going to happen when you get some traction.
0: Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm really curious on this part. How well do you think you would have done if you would have stayed in the Midwest compared to going to Miami? Like, I feel like that was a huge jump and decision for you guys that really blew this up.
1: I, I definitely think moving from Connecticut um, was a good move for us. Yeah. Uh, it, it allowed us to go to the beach every single day, um, just mm-hmm. market our product, get content, uh, we had moved right around July, or actually August, so it's just about to get cold in Connecticut and dark and dreary. So we would have lost out on all of the opportunity to shoot any type of content or do anything at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all—it was 100% a needed move just for to start over and also just to build the company.
0: For sure. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining the podcast. What you said was super inspiring, and I can't wait for the listeners to hear this. And what I got out of this is the way you target your audience is very crucial depending on the products you sell, and you guys, you guys have it nailed down to a T. Thank you so much, and CrossNet is definitely going to be a big part of the future.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thank you.
0: Hey, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Starting Small Podcast. It would be greatly appreciated if you would fill out a review on whatever platform you're listening on, as well as follow Starting Small Pod on social media platforms.